Welcome to Brainwaves Bistro. Grab yourselves a cuppa, kick back, and join us for mental health talk with a positive vibe. Here's Julianne. Thanks for joining us. Yes, your mental health and mine with a positive vibe. We have two amazing Australians coming up who will really inspire you. And a great story for those of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving. But first, what's coming up in the next few weeks? We have neurosurgeon Dr. Iban Alexander from Virginia University, a neurosurgeon's take on the afterlife, in his book Proof of Heaven. And from Australia, Dr. Peter MacDonald, CEO of Australia Doctors International, to tell about his volunteer experience on the ground in Syria. And do you have a sixth sense? Is it neuroscience, a brainwave, or just fantasy? But here today, Barb and Laurie Smith, Australia's Olympic ambassadors. Laurie, you have won an Order of Australia, which is a, a bit like a presidential award. Congratulations, and please tell us about your experiences. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, that was a wonderful award to receive, and uh, uh, I just hope that uh, many more deserving Australians get acknowledged uh, the way I was. It was fantastic. But um, look, my life uh, as volunteering started way back in the uh, uh, teen years in the early 1960s when my dad was president of our swimming club and dragged me along to the meetings and said, you've got to find out how all this works and so forth. And so I went on to volunteering through swimming schools and so forth. And then uh, we've also now in, volunteered in five Olympic villages and one Paralympic village. And uh, my experience with the Olympic Games started back in 1968 at Mexico City. And I have now attended 13 Summer Olympic Games. And uh, the thing that inspired me most about the whole Olympic experience, Olympism, including the Paralympics, is just the uh, interaction of people from all across the world. And uh, I've always felt that uh, if this thing called Olympism can bring the world's people together in peace and love and friendship like it does, then I certainly want to be part of it. And that's why my whole adult life has now been uh, devoted to that. Can I just ask your favourite, your favourite, um, BA political? We've got to be loyal <laughs> to Sydney, don't we, guys? But on, loyal to Sydney. Yeah. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, loyal to Sydney. I mean, we were involved for four years uh, leading up to the Sydney Olympics and during the Olympic Games and the Paralympic Games working in both those villages. Um, well, we felt that it was uh, a very well run games. I mean, we, I guess I'm in a position to judge, having been to 13 of them. Yeah. But uh, look, it, it was a wonderful experience. And, and one of the things that was uh, probably so beneficial to our country is that Australia really rides on the back of volunteers. We have so many volunteer organisations in this country, from surf, <coughs> surf lifesaving to uh, parents in uh, supporting their sporting events, which I'm sure they do in a lot of other countries, but Australia in particular, it is just a volunteer mecca. And uh, golly, we, we were just turning volunteers away and we'd have drivers not wanting to go home because they wanted to stay driving 24 hours a day. So uh, 
you know, it's it's really special to uh, to be involved in the whole uh, Olympic movement uh, as part of our volunteering. But, uh, you know, Bob had Bob has a story about our volunteering in another aspect as well. Yeah, aunties and uncles. Tell us more. Well, um, just to digress for a moment about the um, the Olympic Games, uh, Laurie and I also um, attended as as um, as two Los Angeles Olympics, and we had part of our honeymoon in Los Angeles Olympics. So we're very soft spot for that, and we went to Atlanta, which was the games handing over to the Sydney Games and that was just a wonderful experience because then we could see what they'd done then we really knew well we're the next ones we've got to do as well as um, Atlanta has done and it was so exciting to see um, people being beamed back to Australia from because we were lucky enough to score some closing um, ceremony tickets and they did such a beautiful job and then we were able to hand over people were in the stands shaking our hands and congratulating us just as if we were all um, you know put it on all by ourselves I mean it was quite amazing they were very generous oh, um, wonderful. moving on to aunties and uncles Laurie and <laughs> so Laurie and I had part-time fostered eight children in 27 years um, it was an idea that um, I put to Laurie that you know, we would like to be able to help these um, young people who are a little bit in distress and they come for a weekend, a month at least, for school holidays. And um, our big boy now is 41. He came to us at 12, so he's our big success story. It's a wonderful program. It's now run by the Wesley Mission, but um, it was started under the aunties and uncles idea. Oh, you're wonderful. You too. But I, get, I think you get the love back. And, Barb, you've also... We're caring for our very special people with Down syndrome. That's right. Um, gosh, I started probably volunteering at 14. I was a netball coach and um, um, played netball. But one of the other things I did was I was a St John's Ambulance Cadet and part of that was working at our nearby area with children with Down syndrome. And they are so wonderful and cuddly and and just wanted to have um, success in whatever they were doing. So sometimes it took them a little while to do a few things, but the love and, well, that was the, the, the love that you get back to them is definitely your reward. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And I also, your beloved Laurie has given me your resume, sneakily. <laughs> And I'm just reading through it. You are a sought-after keynote speaker. You've been involved with the Paralympic Committee for Sweden, the National Olympic Committee for Kenya, the Rio Olympics. You've been around. But as a businesswoman, president of the Micro Business Forum, plus some fun, you danced the tango, so I hear you, in a very slinky red dress (laughs) for much much needed funds for cancer. But your biggest challenge in life, Barb, I think you're going to tell me about it now, aren't you? Yes, the biggest um, challenge in life in 2004, I was diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma with an 18-month lifespan. And I'm happy to say that's all behind me now. And I'm here and brimming with life and vitality and um, having a great life with Laurie on the northern or the mid-north coast, north coast of New South Wales. And like your book that you wrote, Laurie, it's all about living and giving. Thank you for writing that. Now, I just want to say too, I know 
Laurie, you do a little bit of work or quite a bit of work with some of our autistic ASD young people, and you also are both so fit and brimming with good health. Tell us about that. Well, the fitness thing is we just believe in keeping the body moving. So uh, I'm 76 in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, as long as you keep the body moving, it uh, uh, it seems to respond. But uh, no, the the thing with autism is uh, is very dear to me. I, we don't have any family members uh, on the spectrum, but uh, I have some very good friends, and I'm on a committee for a uh, an annual golf three day golf event. We call it the fifth major, <laughs> so uh, uh, it gets a bit of uh, credit there. But uh, really, it is just a case of um, uh, I am on that committee. The president or the the head of the committee whose son is autistic uh two of the other ladies their grandchildren are autistic uh but i just love those kids and and it's a program that's based around not so much a learn to swim program for the kids but it's uh, introducing them to and encourage them to uh, uh be surf safe so we have to have trained people for every individual. Some of them can only play in the sand for a while. Some of them can get in the water. Some actually get onto boogie boards and so forth. And it's wonderful to see the progression over the months and years of these kids who maybe couldn't go near the water but are now enjoying the salt water and the waves and so forth. And uh, and it's very special for these kids because uh, – uh, they can feel left out in some ways, but in other ways they can be introverted and not feel included. So uh, we are very passionate about this program and uh, it's something that uh, keeps us motivated every year to have this golf event successful. Just on that, Laurie, I think one time you explained to Julianne and maybe to our audiences overseas that we have a, a program in Australia called Nippers, which is for younger swimmers down the beach. And and this is now called Little Dippers, sort of a play on words. And that other little um, child, Laurie, little Bobby, it took three years to get him from the grass to the sand and into the water. And now he has four little carers and or bigger carers, and they push him off on a wave. And the look on his face is just amazing. Don't you think that's that's really worthwhile? Yeah, yeah. that is. And just sorry, Laurie, just one point I want to make. Um, autism or the ASD spectrum, it, yeah, it's very sad for those that are acute, but also I see it, and we can disagree here, but as a pervasive development disorder where if you put in the work early, they can overcome and learn those social cues that will make them enjoy their friends and be more acceptable. And that's what you're doing, and I thank you for doing that. That's, that's great, Julianne. With Laurie, when he mentioned our president of this group, her son, um, he's quite high functioning, but with autism. But so, but he's amazing. He does quantum physics on the weekend for fun. <laughs> we always go go figure that. But you know, we've all well, got they, our different. Some of them, some of us, or some of them are called our little professors because they're so <laughs> smart. That's right. I, I'm not going to do quantum physics with him. I'm telling you that. Anyway, the other thing I was going to mention about you too, you are the epitome of good health, well-being, and, as I said, living and giving. Tell us your routine. 
Yeah, it's gosh, <laughs> will we? Um, which which yeah, routine? We do well. Our daily routine often is to get up and then exercise at home, do some stretching and a bit of yoga moves and things like that. Um, then Laurie goes down the beach, but for me, I may go to work. But I think the big thing is eating well, lots of vegetables, um, uh, water, not so much packaged food at all, and and being positive and getting enough sleep. Laurie being a former swim coach is always talking about you must get a lot of sleep. So we're pretty much, you know, um, in bed by nine and, and waking up about five or six. Laurie, talk about your um, your swimming <laughs> your swimming thing, what you do during the week. Oh, well, I mean, I, when I go to the beach every morning, I do about 45 minutes on the sand, walking and running, uh, doing the stairs at the end of the beach and so forth, and then uh, – doing anything from in winter when it's the water's cold only half an hour in the water to an hour to an hour and a half uh in summer when the waves are good i swim up and down i body surf uh i just in, enjoy the the whole uh, sea environment i love the salt water and uh it's uh, it's special to just keep the body active and uh, i only do it 365 days a year but um you know it's a case of uh, that's my habit but now, and uh, unless I'm away traveling somewhere, that's that's what I do. Just being cheeky. What about leave year? Leave year. I'll have a day off. <laughs> um, and I'm just good. on that, yeah. When when Laurie comes out of the water, he's got a lovely group of uh, male friends there in the surf club, uh, called the Barnacles. And these men, um, they sit there, they look at the water, and they sort of solve the problems of the world. It's great for their mental health, you know, just having that camaraderie with other men and um, they're, they're just wonderful, uplifting people. So I think that's also, you know, you've done your exercise, you're with good people, you've had a coffee or a tea, you're sitting in the sun, doesn't get much better. It sounds pretty. Can I come up and sit with you guys? Yes. I don't yes, know if I could swim as far as you guys, but anyway. Now, We're I not just, sexist. We let ladies join in. Oh, Laurie. Okay. <laughs> you dark. Now, I wanted to... Right. You're a former lifesaver yourself, oh, Julia. <laughs> we might get the the um, Life Saving Association on one day and they can do their thing because they are a wonderful organisation. But you two, I adore you. Thank you, Barb and Laurie Smith. What an inspiration you are to me and hopefully to many out there listening. But Thank now you, I... Yeah. Okay, guys. Now I really want to mention something special, another organisation that's very special to me and has helped me throughout my life, the Black Dog Institute for Mental Health Research. And I urge you all to support them. Black Dog are not-for-profit, so therefore they depend on us, our generosity, to help what I see as a trailblazing organisation in mental health research and suicide prevention. Uh, please help them. For our generation and generations to come, my grandchildren, just Google Black Dog Institute. I'll say that again. Black Dog Institute. Black is in the colour black. Dog is in woof woof. Learn more and perhaps open your piggy bank. I, they are definitely on my Christmas donation list. Now, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. There's lots happening. And have a great today and a one tomorrow with a positive vibe.